This is Barry Zelma, Zelma on Insurance. I'm an attorney who has retired from the practice of law and now spend my time as an insurance claims consultant, an expert witness, an author, and producer of these videos. Today I'd like to talk about something that always causes people involved with insurance and insurance claims trouble, and that is exclusions because no insurance policy insures against every possible opportunity to cause harm. Some just are not insurable, and therefore insurance policies contain exclusions that refer to hazards, perils, circumstances, or property not covered by the policy. Exclusions are usually contained in the coverage form or causes of loss form used to construct the insurance policy. One common exclusion is a clause that prohibits coverage for intentional loss. In some states, like California, a statute prohibits insurance of intentional acts. In California, it's Insurance Code Section 533. It should be axiomatic that to pay for an intentional loss defeats the purpose of insurance, which is the fundamental principle that insurance coverage is intended to indemnify for fortuitous events, not events which the insured anticipates and can avoid. To comply with statutes like the California statute, insurance policies contain specific exclusions to limit the coverages available to indemnity for fortuitous or accidental losses. However, not all apparently intentional acts are covered by the exclusion. Insurance policies contain specific exclusions to limit the coverages available to indemnity for fortuitous losses. One unusual exclusion is the mysterious disappearance exclusion. The term mysterious disappearance first appeared in insurance policies back in 1943. The term has been defined several ways, but all share the sense of an unexplained loss. It has been held that, quote, mysterious disappearance means a disappearance which is unexplainable, unaccountable, or which occurred in an unknown manner, close quote, in an action to recover damages for conversion, in which the defendants, U.S. Art Co. Inc. and U.S. Art International Limited, commenced an action for a judgment declaring that certain underwriters at Lloyd's London had a duty to defend and indemnify them in the main action. The court refused the motion for summary judgment based on a mysterious disappearance exclusion. It also sought defense to the action by the owners of the art. The court found, quote, underwriters failed to establish as a matter of law, that coverage should be barred based on the mysterious disappearance exclusion. The explanation for the loss proffered by the U.S. art employees, if believed by the trier of fact, 
could reasonably support an inference that the artwork was accidentally thrown away, which would take the loss out of the mysterious disappearance exclusion. In the event that it is determined that the mysterious disappearance exclusion does not apply, underwriters will only have the duty to indemnify U.S. art for its losses. Pursuant to the language of the policy, underwriters have the option to defend, not the duty to defend the main action. This was Top Life versus U.S. Art, Inc., a 2007 decision of a New York appellate court. Although the underwriters were unable to establish their defense based on the exclusion at summary judgment, they did establish that the policy issued to them did not require a defense, but rather allowed the insurer the option to defend, which Lloyds properly refused to exercise. Mysterious disappearance has also been defined as loss under unknown, puzzling, or baffling circumstances which arouse wonder, curiosity, or speculation, or circumstances which are difficult to understand or explain. A mysterious disappearance is a disappearance under circumstances which excite and at the same time baffle wonder or curiosity. This is Davis versus St. Paul a 1946 decision of the North Carolina Supreme Court. Theft is very different from mysterious disappearance. Despite the fact that a loss of property results from both, theft has generally been interpreted as any wrongful appropriation of another person's property to the use of the taker. Courts are generally in accord in defining theft as including a taking by fraudulent conduct under circumstances which evidence an intent to steal. Evidence that establishes a mysterious disappearance is not sufficient for the insured to carry the burden of proving theft. Although one can infer theft from a mysterious disappearance, not all mysterious disappearances are a result of theft. At most, a mysterious disappearance is circumstantial evidence of theft. Insurance policies will define terms like theft as the unlawful taking of property to the deprivation of the insured. Another interesting exclusion is the exclusion for loss or shortage disclosed on inventory. The mysterious disappearance exclusion is often paired with or followed by an exclusion for loss or shortage disclosed on taking an inventory because of the similarity of moral hazard raised by losses either unknown or not discovered until an inventory is taken. The inventory store shortage exclusion is often misunderstood and misapplied. The exclusion in simple, clear, and unambiguous language states, quote, This policy does not insure against loss or shortage disclosed upon taking inventory. 
in Betco Scaffolds, Inc. versus Houston United, a 20, 2000 Texas Appellate Court decision, the Texas Court of Appeals stated that its ruling was one of first impression in Texas. Betco reported two thefts to the local police and its insurer far below the policy's $25,000 theft deductible. It was not until the annual physical inventory was performed that Betco claimed a loss of approximately $160,000, although Betco attributed the physical inventory shortage to the two burglaries, Betco presented no evidence to support such an inference. The court, reviewing all of the facts in a way most favorable to the insured, found, quote, although Betco seeks to attribute the September shortage to the two burglaries, it presented no evidence to support any such inference. On the contrary, Betco's loss prevention manager admitted that he did not have even the capability to determine whether any of the items discovered missing in the September inventory could have been taken in the burglaries. In theory, some or all of the September shortage could have instead resulted from a variety of other causes outlined above, which A, could have occurred before and or after the burglaries, B, might or might not have involved an actual physical loss from an identifiable external cause, and C, would be difficult or impossible to ever identify with reasonable certainty. As illustrated in the circumstances of this case, we believe that the inventory exclusion provision reflects a recognition of the inherent uncertainty as to the causes of shortages which are only disclosed upon taking a periodic physical inventory. We further believe that the inventory exclusion provision, like a proof-of-loss provision, reflects a recognition that an insurer should be afforded a fair opportunity to, one, investigate the circumstances of a claim before circumstances change and memories fail. And two, whereas here a theft is alleged, attempt recovery of the stolen items, the fact that an insurer can be held liable for failing to reasonably investigate a claim, as Betco has alleged, further underscores the need to allow an insurer's investigation to be made while the greatest likelihood exists to collect meaningful information. The passage of time. An occurrence of intervening events can only operate to obscure relevant facts and defeat these objectives. Close quote. In Betty v. Liverpool, a Fourth Circuit decision from 1962, the rule limits the inventory exclusion clause in an all risk policy to cases in which a plaintiff seeks to establish a loss by comparing inventory calculations and then equating an inventory shortage to a loss covered by the policy without any evidence of loss other than that such inventory calculations. As observed in the Betty case, it would be both reasonable 
and fair for an insurer to accept itself from a loss or shortage reflected solely on the insured's books and not substantiated by any independent external proof, a mere theoretical inventory loss. Based on what the court perceived to be the overall intent of the policy and the plain meaning and rationale of the inventory exclusion clause, it concluded that the inventory shortage provision expressly allocates to the insured the risk of loss or shortage which comes to the attention of the insured solely by reason of taking a regularly scheduled, that is, periodic physical inventory. The court recognized that a regularly scheduled inventory could coincide with the investigation of a casualty in such a way that the inventory is intended by the insured as a means to quantify the loss. In that event, the inventory exclusion provision would not exclude the loss because the loss would not have been disclosed upon taking inventory. Another difficult exclusion is the inherent vice exclusion that relates to internal decomposition or some quality which brings about the object's own injury or destruction not an extraneous cause. The subjective test for fortuity raises questions regarding whether the inherent vice exclusion is effective. The exclusion, for example, in a Lloyd stamp collection form, provides, quote, this insurance does not insure against fading, creasing, tearing, wear, tear, or inherent defect. Similar language appears in policies issued in the U.S. by the Insurance Services Office, where Form BP-00021299 provides, quote, Wear and tear, rust, corrosion, fungus, decay, deterioration, hidden or latent defect, or any quality and property that causes it to damage or destroy itself. In a case called Chute versus North River Insurance, the Minnesota Supreme Court in 1927 held that one of the earliest non-marine decisions discussing inherent vice, the court recognized the effectiveness of the exclusion. The policy insured against the risk of loss to a fire opal, because opals are fragile gemstones the opal cracked. In holding that the policy did not afford coverage, the court stated, Plaintiff purchased and defendant furnished indemnity against loss or damage from fortuitous and extraneous circumstances rather than warranty of the quality and durability of chattels, because the policy must be considered as one against damage from fortuitous and extraneous risks, it is not permissible to resort to an ultra-literal interpretation which will convert it into a contract of warranty against loss resulting wholly from inherent susceptibility to dissolution. 
The term inherent vice has been defined to capture any existing defects, diseases, decay, or the inherent nature of the commodity, which will cause it to deteriorate with a lapse of time. In American Home versus J.F. Shea, a 1978 decision of the District Court of the District of Columbia, the court, in connection with the collapse of support of an excavation system, found that an inherent vice exclusion in the policy did not bar recovery under the policy because the collapse resulted from an earth slippage, an outside force resulting from acts of nature, and because the insured property did not contain its own seeds of destruction. An Illinois court following a Texas court decision disallowed coverage for the replacement cost of a defective pipe under the policy exclusion for inherent defects, but allowed coverage for ensuing damage to the wall and floor that followed when the defective pipe burst. An inherent vice is defined by various courts as existing defects, diseases, decay, or the inherent nature of the commodity which will cause it to deteriorate with a lapse of time. The vice must be inherent in the property for which recovery is sought. In other words, the question is whether the insured property contains its own seeds of destruction or whether it was threatened by an outside natural force. This video was adapted from my book, Zelma on Insurance Claims, Second Edition, which is available as both a Kindle book and as a paperback from Amazon.com as one of the 10-part treatise, Zelma on Insurance Claims. If you found this video to be useful or interesting, please pass it on to your colleagues. It's free. And please subscribe to my YouTube channel, my Rumble channel, and my blog so that you can be advised of future videos as they are produced on an almost daily basis. Thank you for your attention.